0: <clears throat> it's a morning time thing What is that, LaCroix? <clears throat> yeah it is <clears throat> Do you have like tonsils? I do, do you? Yeah, I think they they just really get in the way I think you're right man I uh Man, I
1: it's some, Sometimes I really wish That I would have had them taken out There's still time I know but uh, Do I really want to go through with that? <laughs> I wish <laughs> no. I had
0: them taken out In the past <laughs> and you don't have to go through it now. Yeah. Well, I just saw I just saw Ashley go through getting uh, her wisdom teeth out last week. Oh boy! And, and she's she's still trying to get through it. They had to take out a large chunk on on one of the one of the sides. They say you're supposed to get that stuff done when you're young, though, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they can actually fuse into the jaw, and mm-hmm.
1: that's when they need to really mess some stuff up. I think
0: that's what they had to do because they had to put her under ouchie Yeah. Did, well, have you had your wisdom teeth taken out? No. No. Oh boy. I'm a I'm a perfect specimen of a man. Oh, nice. So I, yeah. Well, so I I like maybe like you, I have my my tonsils. I have my wisdom teeth. I have my appendix. I have my gallbladder. Do you have your spleen? I have my spleen. What about your kidneys? I have my kidneys. That's it for now.
1: That's the renaissance man right there. I'm. Uh, I currently have everything except for. I'm missing four wisdom teeth myself.
0: Oh no! Yeah, they've been. Uh, they've been removed. Well. So, what are you gonna do when, the Martians come, and they line everybody up, and they say, "We're all." So we're all in a line, facing the Martians, and they say. Over the megaphone, everybody with a complete human body, go over here. And then, and complete as in you have you have every body part. You have your wisdom teeth, you have your tonsils, you have your uh, appendices.
1: Hmm. And
0: then every everybody that's missing something, uh, pile into this large factory <laughs> space uh, with the smokestack. <laughs> with smoke billu- billowing out of it. What are you going to do?
1: Oh, man. Um, I don't think they know too much about wisdom teeth. Well, I think they'll see a big set of hold, chompers and...
0: Hold on. They're called uh, wisdom teeth. And they're 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 going to make some sort of connection. The English language is, is faulty in many ways. And maybe this is one of them. Hmm. Because, you know, w- wisdom teeth. Why call them that? Uh... But I think they'll make a, a certain connection of of who who they need to keep around, and who's unfit to keep going on. And I, oh, I, I think I think their first distinction is going to be here. Here's the the group of people who who can tolerate their own bodies, and then here's here these people <laughs> who can't who can't but, even grow teeth right.
1: <laughs> but what if they leave the uh, us? Uh deformed people on earth and they take the uh i guess the you know the true 100 percent human body and they sort of use that use you guys as the experiment they're the you're the ones that they want to test on you're the ones that they want to uh you know investigate
0: (laughs) investigate as in probe heavily (laughs) correct yes well i guess that could happen um I, we don't have to worry about it until it becomes a, a real thing in the meantime I'm gonna work on getting my wisdom teeth back <laughs> just in case I think that's I think that's a, an admirable pursuit I think that's very brave of you say can
1: I bring something up yeah I uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks since we did the podcast things come up mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. always uh, go through some of those things uh, in the near future if we'd like but Man, I think I still owe a Lord of the Rings review.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I think
1: that was was our last episode, was (laughs) me promising that I'm going to watch it. That was Um, a long time ago. It was. It was probably a solid month ago. Maybe three weeks. Anyway, Hmm. uh, I took some weird, uh, just brief, very brief notes um, while I was watching the movie. So I did watch the movie, for the
0: record. Um... And, and some note. You, you, you're the type of person who sits down with a college rule notebook and a pen. I am not that type of person. This is
1: the first time I've done this. It was weird. And like I've mentioned many times before, I hate reviewing movies. So this is going to be a very, very shallow review.
0: <laughs> this has to be like your fourth or fifth movie review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and these are unprompted by me.
1: I should start a website called Skyler Hates Like. Skyler hates reviewing movies, and I just oh, review loves movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
0: so. Well, please, yeah, yeah let's hear this.
1: So I, I, watched. I've only watched the first one, Fellowship of the Ring, so far. I want to make a note first that I'm still rocking a 32 inch plasma screen TV. Um, <laughs> so it, man, it, well, 2005's future. It, exactly. That's that's about right. So, plasma screen. What yeah. what
0: was the uh, the big draw for that? Were those the the TVs cheaper. that you could touch, and then like uh, blue and purple <laughs> sparks would <laughs> would go to your finger wherever you touched it? I haven't tried that part yet, but okay. um,
1: well, in the college days, it was like four hundred bucks cheaper.
0: Oh, okay. So, so I, it was a cost, it. a cost thing. Yep, yeah, big time. You know, if it was if it wasn't called like a plasma screen, it, that's successful marketing because. If it wasn't called a plasma screen TV, if it was called, like, a, I don't know, like a uh, wool felt screen TV or something not cool, I don't think they would have sold as well. I think you're right, because people
1: would have looked into the technology a little bit more. I knew what I was getting into. Um, I knew that there was a risk of burn-in imaging, and uh, I just told myself, well, I, I just won't leave it on the same screen, so I'll sort of mitigate that risk. But I I have sort of noticed the whole burn-in thing after Ugh. many years. But I can live with it. I don't use the TV a whole lot. So um anyway, that's a uh, long version of me saying, "Dude, right when I started this movie, I instantly wished I had like a 55-inch LED <laughs> with a really high refresh rate and a damn good contrast ratio." Yeah. With all the lights yeah. off and surround sound. Like this this is the type of movie that watching it in uh, super high def on the largest screen possible is just makes the whole experience much more enjoyable.
0: Uh, yes, you're right, and uh, it's produced to a degree that um, even the special effects are pretty. They're noticeable, but they they don't they don't kill the vibe for you if you're watching it in high def. But and I may have mentioned this. I think the first time I watched it. Uh, in fact, I know the first time I watched it was on VHS. Oh, that's and right. And it, it may have been on like a dinky combo VHS TV player thing. So it, it was still an engrossing experience, but please please go on. I, I doubt it was as bad as Plasma, though. Yes. <laughs> right. I, don't get me wrong. The, uh, the TV
1: I was watching it on, I don't think it took anything away from from how I perceived it. But I think it could have been a lot better if it was on a much better screen.
0: It didn't add anything. Correct. Okay.
1: So, okay. Um, keep in mind, I had had a couple of beers while I was watching this movie, too. Um, Please. So, and I apologize in advance. Movies don't really stick with me too well. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember, like, many of the fine details of this movie, even though it was only, like, three or four weeks ago. Um, okay. Okay. But I'll just relay the notes and we can go from there. Okay, first thing, if I had to buy a jersey to support this movie, it would say Gandalf on the back.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. That's good. Having only watched the first one, you're already on his side. Dude, I love that guy. He's just a cool dude. I just found yeah, well, myself on his side throughout the, the whole thing. And and the actor, he's just an endearing guy. I, I don't think I recognize the actor. Is is what is his name? Ian McKellen, I think. And he's a he's a big, like LGBT advocate, just a, okay. an all-around sweet boy, I think. <laughs> so very beautiful. just an overall overall sweet boy. Uh, very very vocal and outspoken, and like one of those guys who who seems to carry himself in public really really well. That's a good thing. Uh, you don't see that a whole lot in Hollywood these days. Yeah, I just I just googled him and the first uh the first suggestion, let's see, first suggestion is Ian McKellen husband. Oh, he's got a nice handsome young young husband. Oh, he's a gay man. He's a gay man. Good for him. Yeah. To each their own. That's the thing. Yeah. That's a so hot piece for him. Good for him. <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> man, he was uh he was just so so nice. He's yeah, just such a... Yeah. Like, in the, in the movie itself, you know, Gandalf. Like, he was... Yeah. He's just a very... Uh, yeah, just a nice guy. I was just Enduring trying to... Enduring th- character. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think of a better word than nice, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: he's just... What is it? Amiable? Easy to get along with. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's uh, You know that he is... Uh, at any moment, he could... Destroy these small hobbits. Oh, right! Tap them with his stick, and they would disintegrate. Um, But he chooses to be a a good, a good character in this world—a good demigod. And he doesn't have to be because he has so much respect.
1: uh, You know, throughout, really, from everybody that he encounters. Yeah. So when he he rides through that that town, whatever town that was, sort of toward, yeah, the shire. Yeah. Uh, when he rides through that everyone's just all about him he draws the attention of everybody
0: well did you see his fireworks for god's sakes it was wonderful I'd follow that man around town if he, exactly. if he came to my neighborhood <laughs> that man smoking his pipe and uh and shooting off fireworks i should have actually made a note of the uh the pipe as well i ooh. it's a it's a big part of it uh, is of the books especially it's it's pretty prominent in the in the books Okay. So, do you feel like what okay.
1: First off, what's that stuff called again? Something leaf?
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh something leaf what, uh, God, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, it's pretty much akin to uh uh akin to weed, I think. Yeah, marijuana. I think it's like tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not just tobacco. It's
1: it's sort of marijuana. So it alters your state of mind a bit.
0: Yeah, you and you can especially tell in the um in the hobbits the hobbits will smoke it and they will get middle earth fucked up. To really. Yeah, yeah. Well, see not 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 fucked up, but they will uh, you know, you can tell their personality changes. They'll start singing and uh and dancing more than usual. That sort of okay. thing. Yeah.
1: See, that's cool. That's that's intri- that's a very intriguing part of a of an otherwise sort of g-rated or pg-13 movie
0: yeah yeah um long bottom leaf is that that sounds as close close we're missing something me. there i'm not gonna look it up though anyway oh, uh so, it'll, so it'll what come. so you're gonna get a gandalf jersey what what number is on this jersey oh boy i haven't thought that far probably a big um, old number one
1: yeah, either a number one, or it might even be one of those jerseys with three numbers. I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> they always... Uh, like they an, always
0: an insane clown mm-hmm. posse. Sort <laughs> of, or a fubu jersey.
1: Black jersey with white lettering. Yeah, the whole... That, that has whole, your area code on it. Or red lettering. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm going to derail you here. Last week, I, I've been wanting a new hat for a long time. Because... Yeah? I bought a San Francisco Giants hat when I was at uh, one of their games. Yeah, I recall. But I have, I have no allegiance to the team, and when you wear a hat like that, you'll you'll get stopped. Or oh, right. People will ask you, you know, how the team's doing, or, or what do you think. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. You
1: have to be ready to talk to that stuff. That's why I choose yeah. my shirts that I wear very wisely, or very carefully, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, so when someone asks you something like that, do you... I, I It's kind of like 50-50 for me. I'll just be like, yeah, I just got the hat, bud. I don't know. Uh, but then some other times I'll, I'll sort of indulge them and be like, <laughs> 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 I'll kind of be like, you know, it's, you got to take the good with the bad. Times like these. I don't think right. the record really shows but, shows their capability. Those, but
1: is that, a, is that a sustainable way to approach it? Do you no, want to do that no. for the rest of your life?
0: No. No. Absolutely so,
1: not. I so I understand the predicament. I understand why you were in the market for a new hat, but I also understand why you initially bought the hat because you lived out there. If you live out there, it's not like you're gonna be questioned. Like if I'm wearing no. a Nebraska Corn Huskers hat, uh I'm not you know, people aren't gonna stop me and say, Oh, how are the Huskers doing this
0: year Cause everybody oh knows. I would I wouldn't say that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> even in Nebraska, even in Nebraska, yeah. It works. Oh man, I, well, so I don't think people will stop you, but I, th- I think it—that's a conversation it starter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a spark for sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, it, it's um. So, I, I only bring this up to say that, you know, finally after uh, after like months of being like, God, I got to make it to a mall and buy a hat. Uh, I finally went to a mall and was trying to decide what team to support you know i don't really follow uh much i don't i don't follow any teams closely enough to really pledge allegiance to them mm-hmm. so i ended up buying a, a nike hat that just has a simple nike swish on it it's like um go. yeah it's like a middle-aged ladies running hat <laughs> i but
1: dudes can sport it too just as easily
0: yeah yeah but I, I just I just want to point out that you know wearing any any sort of jersey wear is a big commitment to that team, and yes. I think you're on the right track with Gandalf. If there was a Gandalf hat, I don't think I'd wear it, but <laughs> I, I I could see if if uh, if we recognize characters like that as much as we recognize sports teams.
1: Yes, dude, exactly. So I same here. So I wouldn't go out of my way. In real life, in this current life, do go buy a friggin' Gandalf jersey. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a loader slut. (laughs) Right. I bet some people would,
0: but I'm not that committed to it. Yeah, it was. It's a cool movie, but you're not um, wearing the marijuana leaf hats either. You know, right? It's sort. It's sort of that whole thing, and man, there were so many choices. Uh, There were like Nintendo hats and Pokemon hats. I they are branching out a little bit, and there's. Have you seen like? there's this huge trend towards these uh I guess there has been for a year or two towards these really basic cotton hats with like a stupid little image on them like a an ice cream cone or a pineapple. Oh, just a generic a, yeah or or it just says something like okay or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I like to man if I'm if I'm wearing something it should either go along with my quote-unquote style, whatever that is, or I should be supporting a company that I firmly believe in, openly. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. for example, right now, I'm actually wearing a hat, really the only hat I ever wear. Um, it's I was out in the Bay Area, uh, actually about a year ago, visiting some friends, and we went to Redwood City, California. Mm. There's this damn good brewery. I'm a big brewery fan. I, uh, brewery. I love checking out breweries that I've never been to. Um, the whole thing, the whole process, the whole culture around it just intrigues the hell out of me. Yeah. So a friend and I went to this brewery called Freewheel Brewing Company. Um, their whole logo is like a dog riding a bicycle. Ooh, and okay. we stayed there for a couple hours just enjoying their, their beers. And they had some of the best cask beers. So cask beer means it's actually in a barrel instead of in a keg mm-hmm. and uh, and they have different, you know, they use different taps to uh, to actually pour the beers. It's not nearly as, as like, pressurized as it mm-hmm. is in a keg. Um, there's not nearly as much carbonation as there is in a keg, normal keg beer. Um, anyway, it was just a super unique place and the beer was just second to none. So I'm like, you know what? This is grounds to buy myself a hat. I, so I did, and I wear it every now and again, whenever I can.
0: That's, that's, a, that's a a great... See, that's that's great. I like that. It's just a, a piece of a memory you can carry around with you. Yep, and just a, a solid brand that I'm happy to support. And just a, a glimpse into the uh, culture that you're interested in. Yeah, exactly. A great hat.
1: And ju- I mean, it's, it's sort of the same idea, almost the same idea as... Uh, sort of the hipster culture. Some people wear like a Polaroid hat, you know, with the yeah. Polaroid logo. I think it's kind of the same idea, um, except it, it does kind of bug me when when uh, somebody's wearing a, let's say a Polaroid hat, for example. I, I could totally, I've, I've never experienced anything like this, but I could see it being the case that somebody's wearing a Polaroid hat uh, some old school photographer walks up to him and says, "Oh, you like Polaroid, huh? Have you ever used one? What's your favorite model?" Ooh, Whatever. Wow. Um, and they say, "No, I've actually never seen a Polaroid camera." Oh, that's. God. I think that's where that's... the line is drawn. Like
0: that <sighs> bugs me. I. I totally agree with that. I. Uh... Oh man. Polaroids were. That was a big part of my my growing up. That was my first camera experience was with a a pole now I want a Polaroid hat right they're cool hats but yeah it it is some sort of like exploitation of nostalgia for what you were even a part of yeah it's kind of a kind of a gross thing
1: but if you actually have the nostalgia so be it that's good
0: yeah yeah that's that's fine you want to talk about Polaroid pictures fine you know the biggest the biggest um factor in the choice of hat that I made was one uh, making sure that there wasn't like some sort of sports team on it mm-hmm. uh, not because I don't support some sports teams but just because I didn't I wasn't ready for that commitment but the biggest factor was just the fabric Sure. You know? and now I have this um, man this hat is like uh, like some sort of jogging pant fabric very breathable very cool really wow good ventilation that was that was the biggest biggest part of my choice this time so when is the best time to wear this
1: hat i mean really when you're doing anytime. anything besides working in the office anytime
0: yeah yeah i think so
1: so here's my weird conundrum i look like a dweeb if i wear just a normal hat forwards so hmm. i whenever i wear a hat it's uh it's backwards and this this free one Um, It's sort of a, it's not, it's not, you know, a quote unquote flat bill, but the bill isn't like super curved. It's just uh, subtly arced and it's kind of the trucker hat type thing with the mesh on the back. Yeah. And so I sport it backwards because I would look like a dingus if I wore it (laughs) forwards. So I like, it's just fun to be able to
0: sport it, but yeah, um, it, it doesn't really have a whole lot of utility for me. Well, and see that's see that was like the big I wanted a hat that could be a utility. Mine is is right. totally about blocking a little sun and I wanted it to fit well and looks kind of come last. Speaking of bills though, so I, you know,
1: I can't this better transition into something duck related.
0: Well, could be. The 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 lady was with me when I, I picked out this hat cuz you know, she had opinions about what I should wear and sure. she really she wanted me to go flat bill because, um, she, she thinks I look very good with a, a flatter bill, kind of a Volcom or Ruka or Hurley type hat. Sure. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not a fan. You know, when I was growing up in the, uh, in the rural Midwest, <coughs> um, a big part of the culture was like, you know, these cowboys with their, their hats, like they would wear regular baseball hats but they would curve these bills so sharply. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just like pinch them until both sides of the bill touched to, to form sort of like a, a plastic horn on the front of their face.
1: Yeah, that was, and that that was a thing growing up in Carney too.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, and, and the point back then was just to, like, wear the hat until it disintegrated, right, until, like, fabric started ripping off of, of the front of it and things like that. Sure. And and kids would even I even took a lighter to one of my hats like burn up a lot of the threads that were coming loose, things like that. That was mm-hmm. a that was a I was like wearing out your uh, your con your uh, Chuck Taylors, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, give it some character.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I still like the idea of of like wearing a tattered hat that's really wearing out. It shows that you've you've been committed to it for quite a while. Absolutely.
0: Well, and I, I think that's uh, maybe that's coming back in vogue a little bit. <sighs> this could go this could go off on a tangent, but I've you know I've I think you you may be a little bit like me in uh, caring way too much about what other people may think uh, sure. about you, but but only about certain certain things. Like uh, for me, it's if I'm having a conversation. And I, if I slur a word, uh, my next action is to go to a funeral home and pick out my casket, which I will die <laughs> die in from shame. Um, but I will wear my tactical Crocs and a, a wholly worn T-shirt and a hat with a sweat salt um, bead around the rim. I will wear that into any Von Mar or any fancy place. And I do not care about appearance. Sure. One bit. But do, you,
1: do you know why all this is? Please. It's because you and I both have marketing-minded brains. Like, we're wired mm. for marketing. So, I don't know about you, but I can confidently say that, uh, like, I see, sort of see myself as my own brand. Okay. So, so whatever it is I'm doing, it that makes it easier to be, you know, be more confident in whatever I'm doing, because especially if I can reassure myself that this goes along with sort of the overall vibe that I'm trying to put off into the world.
0: So what is your brand? What do you, what do you see as your brand?
1: I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that part out, but I, uh, could,
0: I could tell you, I think, I think mine is, uh, uh, I guess appearance wise that that guy really doesn't, he's kind of given up. He's not, <laughs> he's not, He's not trying. He takes good care of his uh, his body. He eats right, and that sort of stuff. Um, but I can't. I can't even see one logo, except for on his hat. He has a little Nike swoosh. But that guy just, man. He's 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 not trying to be part of pop culture. He's yeah. not a cool kid anymore. But uh, when it comes to like I said, conversation or like what I uh, what I would like people to think about me ultimately i hope people think that i'm really smart and insightful but uh inside i'm i am tremendously worried that i am several ticks behind everyone else in this world and for some reason for some reason i just i just lag behind people i think we all have that feeling every now and again myself included that's for sure well it's certainly a lack of confidence but I i feel like there are a lot of people who are overconfident I guess it, it comes down to like ignorance and uh either knowing that you don't know a whole lot of things or you know being ignorant and not knowing that you not don't know everything right. and uh, double negatives <sighs> No the the term ignorance is ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Ignorance. Uh, <laughs> uh
1: there's there's some substance to that, man. I think it'd be yeah. so much easier to be confident if you didn't know what you don't know. Yeah. It, you know, you know what I mean if yeah if, uh, if you thought that you knew everything in the world and even though everybody else knows that you're way off and missing so many things uh, yeah well, if you that don't know you, that it, you're blinded by by that ignorance
0: yeah I, it has to go one way or the other uh, either so, you're ignorant or you, you feel like a fraud all the time yeah and that said I think that's that's
1: uh, that's where some of that some of that lack of confidence can come from, I think. I think it's yeah. a, sign, a sign of like some intellectual maturity. You realize that you don't know everything.
0: Yeah, and then I think the next stage is just not caring that you don't know. And right, and that's how imposter syndrome is defeated. So, back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We're taking the long road back here. That's just fine. That's What was uh, your what was we your
1: we can use Lord of the Rings as sort of an overarching theme of this episode.
0: Yeah, that's our that's our proxy. I think this has gone well so far, uh, and we're one bullet in to your to your notes here. So, What's second bullet point. By the way, I have
1: uh, I have a total of six bullet points. Okay. So second are, one.
0: So we are thirty minutes into this uh, recording, and we are <laughs> one sixth of the way. <laughs> well, I don't know
1: if each if each bullet point is going to spark a big in depth hat conversation. <laughs>
0: So is why this is called puddle diving? Yeah, exactly. Just uh, just man getting okay. into a shallow thing. Yeah.
1: So second bullet point, how old is Frodo Baggins? <laughs> Be- and the reason I ask,
0: <laughs> is he old enough to sustain a sexual relationship with Gandalf?
1: No, no. Here's the reason. Okay. He looks way too comfortable being held by a grown man. <laughs>
0: He does. Like he just looks
1: so comfortable in the arms of a grown man. <laughs>
0: well, so think of, of hobbits as people, but also like maybe, um, maybe half rabbits that enjoy being coddled. Well, it seems you like know. it
1: because it's it's not like they're uh, just normal people with dwarfism. Uh, <laughs> because if you try to pick pick someone like that up, they're not going to enjoy it.
0: No, I don't think so. Well, and and hugging and touching is a, a very big part of their culture. I, I feel like merriment in general like just uh sleeping in the same hole together <laughs> is a big part of being a hobbit. Man, maybe maybe that's maybe I'm off here. But uh, so one of the cool things about all these different uh species, sex of people is like they they have different traits. And like, so you have the elves and you have uh, just kind of the normal men, warrior, like your, um, your Aragorn and your uh, Aragorn, sorry. And uh, Apology accepted. And then you have, you know, your hobbits and then you have orcs. And so you have these different classics, or classes and they, they all maybe have these different animalistic traits. Like some of the elves sleep up in, in the trees and they're sort of like you know tree canopy civilizations and uh the orcs are are born out of the earth and like you dig them up and so hmm. so I've, I've always kind of thought of uh, of hobbits as like half man half no 90 percent man 10 percent rabbit or something gotcha that would explain a lot of those things yeah i and that's just a, a personal uh impression don't don't take that to the bank. They will. Well, it's not like a guy went or, you know, went out of his way to go fuck a rabbit. <laughs> you would have to go out of your way to do that, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, did you have I, a, other thoughts on on this because this is a very interesting insight that I <laughs> I didn't even think of that that Frodo would like being coddled.
1: It, man, it just kind of took me by surprise. I'm not sure how many times it happened. I think it was Gandalf that yeah. picked him up the first time.
0: Yeah, and and they kind of you know they ride bitch on horse. Well, they don't ride bitch. They ride in the front, but you know they're they are enveloped by the real rider of the horse if they're riding yeah. two at a time. You, uh, I guess it's also sort of one of the dichotomies of Lord of the Rings is that Frodo is is sort of this uh, physically like a, a you know can run and can hide and and is is very swift, but at the same time is like a small and, and kind of frail being. Yeah, he's not um,
1: an alpha male like you normally see
0: in as the lead in a Hollywood movie. Yeah, but but internally, internally he is strong enough to carry the ring. Oh my god, shut up, Leela! <laughs> no! No barking. <laughs> Leela. God, there's a dog out front. Some people are what walking kind of dog? their dog. Leela. Hey. Leela. You have to... You have to bring the voice down a little bit to really get through to her. Leela! Leela! What a bad puppy. Oh my god. Leela! <laughs> oh, and they, they've just parked their dog right out in front of my house and they're like training it to sit or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, it's laying down. It's laying down in my yard. What is going on with this pup?
1: Do I've you have a screen found-
0: door? uh no well we have a, a full glass door screen door that is open right now but it's not actually screened it's glass i think this dog just saw shade my yard and he's like you know it's a little warm out i'm gonna go right here boy that'll now, set the dogs off he's up and going now we're okay jeez i apologize for that
1: hey none none needed that's uh that's the highlight of leela's day one of them i'm sure <laughs>
0: It's nice to see some other dogs socialize a bit. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Usually both of uh, our pups bark at things like that, but it was just, I don't know, it was just a, a Leela concern this time. All right, what's uh, what's bullet number three? Um, okay, I'm not sure if I have brought up
1: that, uh, that video game, that PlayStation 4 game that I played recently. It was probably a month and a half ago or so. Uh, it, it was the first... Really the first... Okay, backstory first. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the idea of... Well, this mutual friend that you and I used to live with back in the day. Um, not back in the day, three years ago or whatever. Yeah. He, he was all about video games, and he would play these video games. Uh, and his, like a big goal of his was to find games where he could become engulfed in the storyline. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a huge part of playing video games for him. In the you're past, I've rent. never done that. Exactly. <clears throat> games that feel like you're playing a movie, yeah, where you yeah. you really care about the storyline, you're not just running around like shooting people like yeah. you are in Call of Duty. Well, Grand Theft Auto, I guess, has, you know, there's a little bit of storyline there, but it's pretty shallow. Right. Um, Grand Theft Auto, kind of the same thing. So I've you never just, really experienced Experienced you say a video
0: Grand theft auto twice.
1: Oh crap! Uh, Grand you? Theft Auto and Call of Duty, kind of the same oh, thing. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so I've never really experienced uh, an in-depth, engaging storyline in a video game. I say that uh, because that was sort of one of my goals. I was uh, not that I want wanted to fully pick up uh, full-time video gaming as a hobby, but I really like the idea of this. Uh, engaging storyline in a video game i wanted to try it out and experience it for myself so i did some research i found one called uncharted 4 have i talked about this on the podcast yet i don't think so
0: oh, oh my god can you hold on please my my, my my please keep talking about it but my dogs are making a noise downstairs i have to go check <laughs> this out
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna hold because i want to hear what this noise is
0: hold please let me please hold all right what were the what was the noise were you blowing on a kazoo
1: i was uh yeah just playing in nice intermission tune
0: oh good I, so we don't have to cut that out that's good um i don't know but i don't think it was uh i don't think it was anything that needed they, they don't need punish they just needed a a snap of the fingers and a redirection can. yeah yeah where were you um before i interrupted.
1: okay uncharted 4 so that's yeah. that's the uh, game that i landed on oh man Again, I've had this PlayStation 4 for just a few months. I'm like, okay, let's let's maximize this. Let's like really enjoy it. F- find a game that I can just be obsessed with for a little bit. Yeah. And I did. I successfully did. Um I bought Uncharted 4. I read reviews and for what? The, the st- <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I I read the like storyline and the, watched the trailer and read reviews and all that fun stuff. So what it is again you you hate reviews. (laughs) I hate giving reviews. I love reading them. Very very helpful. However Uncharted four (laughs) dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) correct. So uh this this game was really cool. The the whole story of it is in a couple sentences, is this guy uh this guy and his brother uh when they're growing up maybe five or ten years old or whatever, their whole thing is uh, they they want to eventually search for this certain pirate treasure. This sh- ship uh, crashed, you know, hundreds of years ago in the 1400s or whatever, yeah. and there's a there's a massive treasure on board. What is uh, this game set
0: in, the, in, like, the 1400s, or is it modern? No, it, it's in the 90s, I think. Oh, okay. 1990s or so,
1: maybe 2000s. Mm. Um, so it's pretty modern. Mm. So... So, you know, they read about it growing up. They learned about it in school a little bit. Their parents were obsessed with it. Uh, They come from a very uh, adventurous family. So, then life gets in the way, and they don't end up uh, really pursuing this treasure. Well, then, like, by the time they're, I don't know, 35, 40, they're both working these uh, somewhat mundane, day-to-day, routine jobs, and... Something happens and they decide, yeah, we want to pursue this now. So it's, it's, the storyline is all about the adventure to travel all around the world to find different clues and eventually uncover this pirate treasure.
0: Find the pirate that's, ship that's that their sunken, could sunken not. somewhere under the ocean. My mother will on a pirate tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's the, uh,
1: that's the essence of the storyline. Um, why do I bring this up? Because the scenery and the uh, yeah, the, like the whole world that was created in Uncharted Four was absolutely beautiful, and uh, and it was a very sort of distinct, very bright, vivid scenery with you know bright greens and blues and uh, n- nothing gray or boring about it.
0: Oh, that's cool so you're, you're kind of out playing in like uh in these uh not 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 like city cityscapes correct it's more of a okay it's well, it's like
1: cool. ocean ocean front uh you're you're like like climbing across these cliffs like on the on the face of this cliff with this massive ocean in the background uh you're hiding in tall tall grass that kind of stuff so I like it. anyway um the reason I bring this up is because Lord of the Rings, it very much reminded me of the Uncharted four scenery, or rather, <laughs> Uncharted four scenery reminded me of Lord of the Rings scenery. Uh, I really like that that uh, concept of really vivid colors and scenery, and uh, just lots of nature there too.
0: Yeah, so, so I, I think most of uh, Lord of the Rings was shot, at least those in, like those landscapes were shot in New Zealand.
1: That's what I've heard. And uh, that makes me want to travel to New Zealand sometime.
0: Absolutely. I I am th- sure they have like Lord of the Rings bespoke tours of I'm sure where they shot. Man, it was just so impressive.
1: That's another that's another reason I'd like to watch it on a higher definition larger screen TV sometime just to see those details and more Just soak that in. Detail.
0: That's an interesting parallel. <coughs> Uncharted 4 Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Um, bullet point number four.
1: It's only one word. Uh, <laughs> epic, epic question mark? Like I wonder. I I don't know. I don't know what format an epic tale needs to be in, but this seems to be one.
0: I absolutely. I'm not familiar think so.
1: with, with what constitutes an epic, um, but I think this has got to be one.
0: Well, it's it's very much your, your classical hero's journey, right? God you have like five different heroes in this movie in this uh I mean, in this trilogy i guess in this story right but uh I, please I was gonna say well I guess you haven't watched the the last two so i'm gonna i'm gonna bite my tongue for now
1: man Epic. I can't wait to watch those last two I'm excited for the record i also uh i actually bought this first movie because i knew even before watching it that i will watch it again
0: Mm Mhm. oh it's it's uh every couple years type of a movie it's it's one of those it's going to be a staple piece of media in your life i would think i'm sure it just makes sense it's just a good it's just a good movie epic question mark
1: yeah five characters no spaces five heroes Oh my goodness. Not a coincidence. Nope. Hashtag God at work. And I think that's, uh, I think that might be part, I guess one of the addicting pieces of the movie is just the fact that it's an epic. Uh, I think that engages the audience much more because everybody knows the end goal.
0: Yeah. And and you, you kind of know the motivation, not only the motivations, but you get to follow, like you get to follow different groups of people as they yeah. they kind of try to build build their uh offense or defense right and and it's not just that you're following like uh the good and the bad or good and evil you're you're following like frodo and sam and um and uh gollum you know they split off into their own little group and then you you follow Aragon and then you follow. Saruman and you, you see the orcs and you see different orc groups and like even even like even like the, the evil side gets divided into several groups that you get to follow their storyline for a, a small, you know, for a short time. So then, yeah it does become this epic in which you see many parts moving at once and that's just a that's an inviting way to tell the story.
1: It is, man. It uh, I think it also makes it um, easy for all ages to follow.
0: Yeah, uh, God, and the movies are just like they're constructed so well. They they gosh, they they uh, it was a very good translation from from the page to the screen. Is that mm. so? So so have you read all of the Lord of the Rings books? I have not. I've not. I'm midway through. I actually didn't even start until uh a couple months ago. Oh, uh, so you watch you watch the movies first and then now you're reading the books. Yeah. And the and the sad part was Man. like I, I had read a lot about Lord of the Rings uh before even reading the books. For some reason I just never read the books. I just like watched the movies and then I just read into the lore and but that's that's actually been pretty um it's been pretty nice to like to read up on it before actually reading the books. It kind of makes for a richer experience. You know what? Can I bring up a controversial point? Please. I'm going to argue
1: that... I'm not sure if it's necessarily better, but it, it might be more more beneficial to watch the movie first and then read the book. I know it's a bold statement. This, this is an interesting one,
0: because, yeah, you might, you might be right. <laughs>
1: Because reading the book, yeah, reading the book first, yeah, you have your, uh, it's all, it's 100% your mind picture. It's your yeah. uh, brain creating, creating an image based on what you're reading. So that's yeah. cool. You get to use your imagination. However, if you watch the movie first, you're still using that mind picture. You know, you're still painting an image in your mind, but since you've seen the movies already, you know what the characters look like.
0: That was, Wait, that was, that was number four? Epic question mark was number four?
1: <laughs> yes. So, number five. I, man, I wish I, I remembered this guy a little bit better. Uh, the, the bullet point is I would be friends with the red-bearded guy. Gimli. The dwarf? Gimli? Is that his name? The, no, not the dwarf. Like mm-hmm. this, That massive, big, fat guy that uh, joined their, their clan as they took the journey. He's the muscle behind the operation uh, like a Viking looking dude with it's got to be Gimli is it
0: Gimli hes yeah he's, he's a he's a dwarf he carries the axe yeah that's the, that's the boy I'm talking about that, yeah well yeah that's uh, I didn't I didn't realize he was a dwarf maybe you are derived from dwarven people maybe you are just like 1.5 dwarves because it could be. I, I do see parallels between him and you. In terms of uh, stature, man, he, you're he's just, just an a cool elongated guy. Gimli.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, he he seems to have just a a fun sense of humor. He keeps things lighthearted, even though he's got uh, an intimidating facade. You know, yeah. if I was an enemy
0: walking up to him, I would be shitting my pants. <laughs> That's right, shitting your pants while he's cutting your kneecaps off. <laughs> Right. Well, in that
1: case, shit, shitting my shorts. <laughs> my newly created shorts.
0: <laughs> your zip-off khakis. <laughs> yeah. Which you would be wearing. Pants. Yeah, in, in middlewear. <laughs> 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 with your uh, frosted tips and your spiked hair and your upside-down visor. Your Tar Heels <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yes. So, uh, that guy, I think that guy would be a
1: fun guy to be friends with uh i think he's an underrated character because i think there's uh there's a lot to him he seems like a, f- a fun guy to hang out with so what uh what book do you think Gimli was first introduced in was it the fellowship or was he in the hobbit as well
0: no he was in the fellowship
1: w- oh, was wait, that no, the y- first you're time saying... he was introduced
0: oh oh i don't think he i don't know see i, I haven't read the the hobbit books and i or book I've, and I I've probably won't but I don't I don't think he'd be in those but I think his ancestors would be ah yeah interesting this is terrible uh, this is terrible media we're producing right now because it's just me like <laughs> I, th- I think based on what I, based on what I haven't read but could very <laughs> easily read I think hey
1: that's more more than I know man you're helping me out if you're helping no one else out you're helping me out
0: there that's good this is just a self-help <laughs> podcast <for Skylar> <laughs> <little>. <laughs> yes.
1: so thank you thank you so much and uh thank you i i just i thank you for that so thank you oh uh,
0: do we need to get into one of these because i will no nah. thank you and i i bow to you <laughs> and i take my shoes off in your house before i come in and uh, i remove my hat before sitting down at the table to eat with you and that is so nice of you. I actually have a hat rack, so please put it over there instead. <laughs> well, that's a, I want to compliment you on on how nice your bronze hat rack is and how sturdy it appears to be. Okay. <laughs>
1: thank you for thank you so much for noticing. It's actually made of wood. It's it's not <laughs> metal. Um, but uh, thank you so much for the kind compliment. Could have fooled me. <laughs> What's up? so so uh. Bullet point number six. Yeah, this is a really uh, this is kind of a shallow thing to notice. I think um, oh, there's part of this note that I uh, that I don't understand. I don't remember uh, why I wrote this. So the ring makes people crazy. That's a that's kind of a fun a fun thing to keep in mind throughout the movie, and I'm sure it will be for the other two movies too. Yes. Uh, but then but then next to that in parentheses i have mcm guy who the hell is the mcm guy mcm guy i have explain. no idea
0: explain i, I wish i could I, I don't know what that means where did where did you mcm guy i don't know what okay what where where did you pick this up in the movie no that's the thing i, I don't know what I, it's my
1: it's my final note no i i really just don't recall what mcm guy means
0: why did you write it down what is it
1: there's a reason i wrote it down while i was watching
0: what does it mean though it M- escapes me mc what does mcm stand for
1: uh, dude if i if i knew that i would have told you by now
0: if i may <laughs> what in it the was, fuck okay, are you was, talking about
1: it's my final note so it's the sixth bullet point so it must be toward the end of the movie
0: mcm guy the the big Balrog in the dungeon that the Gandalf falls down and is fighting with uh, the the other wizard Sauron in the in the big dark tower MCM guy. I don't know. The I, Gollum I think Gollum's a good example
1: of of the ring uh,
0: oh, oh yeah, well he he's the he is the example. MCM
1: but doesn't Doesn't uh, Bilbo have a weird, like, crazy spell, too, when he's referring to the ring?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He, um, yes, yes. It it kind of, uh, he had a hard time giving it up. MCM guy. Are you talking about the lion in, like, the the intro? Like, the, uh, (laughs) of movies where it roars? Is that even MCM? What the hell are you talking about?
1: I don't MCM. know, man. I'm going to have to rewatch it and look for anything that could be MCM.
0: I'm typing in MCM Lord of the Rings.
1: MCM? I just don't know.
0: No. No. This is not. This cannot be what you're talking about. What the hell? Jeez.
1: Well, I guess we have some homework for today's session.
0: What an enigma. I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> Uh, another thing to note on this same on this same bullet point that I also have written down as a sub-point is that Frodo doesn't capitalize on it when he uses it. The when ring. he uses the ring. Right. He doesn't capitalize on its powers. I don't understand why.
0: Well, okay. So the more you use the ring, um, as I understand it, the more it will uh, devour you, right? The more it will... Um, the harder it will be to... to to give it up, and when you use the ring, these ring wraiths, the ring wraiths are in know the first are. movie, right? Yeah, they they can locate you. Like if he were to put the ring on when they were nearby, they would instantly see him because they kind of live in this secondary secondary world. Where, yeah, they they would immediately be able to like sense him and locate him. You're just gonna have to watch, and I I really hope you take more notes like this.
1: These, these notes were fun. Uh, I wasn't about to take some boring, mundane notes. I wanted to uh, skylarize the notes. So think, thank you so much.
0: I think they were really good. MCM, man, I have no idea what you were talking about. Uh, man, I don't either. So I'm interested to see if it, it comes, back, comes, comes back to you before we talk. If it does, I'll surely keep you in the loop. I think it,
1: I think it must be when they're in that cave... Uh, who, who's the big guy in the cave? Balrog, the
0: th- Balrog,
1: the big devil, the big devil, the right.
0: whip. Whip.
1: whip. Would he be an MCM guy? <laughs> I just don't know. I just have
0: no idea what your MCM.
1: I if no I idea. rewatch the whole movie and don't and don't find out who the MCM guy is, I'm erasing that from my memory and I'm just whiting it out on my page. I'm forgetting about it.
0: <laughs> What's your next step look like for today? For today? Yeah. What are you, are What you am gonna, I doing after this? Are you going to hit up a bike ride? Yeah.
1: I am. It's beautiful outside. It's not too windy. Um, I haven't been on the bike too often over the past couple weeks. Uh, I've been really busy with other stuff. So Dang. I'd like to... Yeah. So three of my goals for the rest of the day are... First off, I need to travel to Grand Island, Nebraska... I'm to, sorry uh, to hear that uh, No, I'm not looking forward to it too much But I'm in a friend's wedding In uh, hey. three three weeks or so In St. Louis And uh, And you know what I've lost, I've proudly lost 30 pounds I need to get remeasured for my tux Oh, hey So that's kind of a cool thing Well done, yeah Good feeling So doing that I'm going to have my bro come along with me A uh, nice brother's road trip
0: uh, You're gonna fly the whole- there, yeah. as he is a pilot. Pi- pilot. He is a pilot. pilot. I like keeping the T off pilot. He is a pilot. Pilot. I'm a pilot. licensed airplane pilot. 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 So uh, that's number one. Two would number be a two would be a bike ride sometime. And three number would be three, MCM. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs>
1: Man, that that would be some engaging homework. That would be tough. Uh, I could, man, I'm not opposed to starting Lord of the Rings, like maybe with an hour left and just watching through just to see, maybe they say something that's like MCM.
0: Oh, but you know, that could be where you just, you misheard it.
1: Yeah. I, dude, I have no freaking clue. That's gotta be what it is. That might be on my homework agenda too. Um, uh finally there's there's actually this guy who reached out to me uh sort of a a friend acquaintance from from the high school days he still lives here in town as well um uh, he he's a music producer and he knows that I know how to build websites
0: oh um,
1: two and a half years ago he was kind of in a slump he uh still kind of is in a slump i two and a half years ago he delivered me a uh a sandwich from a local sandwich delivery place, <laughs> and uh, I like asked serendipity. him. I can't wait. <laughs> and I asked him how things are going. Uh, he said, "Man, they could be better. Like I just don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing."
0: Oh gee, it's um, an honest guy right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I appreciate good, good. good. Get yeah, my pilot's I,
1: license. <laughs> right, dude. I appreciate when people are honest about that stuff because yeah, because life can be hard sometimes, and the whole. The whole journey is, uh, I don't know. People make it seem a lot easier than it is sometimes, there you but go. Uh, that's
0: a good way to put it.
1: But this guy, his his whole thing is music. He loves doing that. He's been doing some freelance uh, producing on the side. Uh, so I told him, I like I kind of got into a conversation with him. I asked him, okay, so what do you like? What do you want to do? What would make you uh, like excited to get out of the out of bed in the morning you became his and Tony he, Robbins <laughs> uh, unofficially. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to di- wanted to dig in and figure out what made him tick. Yeah. Uh, all the while I was still really hungry. <laughs> so, uh, so he told me, you know, music producing, I love doing that stuff. I do it all the time on the side. I said, well, uh, if you'd be interested in, in, uh, making a website, sort of a pol- portfolio piece, uh, Let me know, dude. I'd be happy to help. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'll I'll be in touch." Um, So now it's been two and a half years later, and this morning I woke up to an email from him. He finally reached out, and I'm super excited about that. (laughs) Um, He he basically said, uh, "Yeah, so here's an idea I have for my website. I was wondering if you could uh, uh, that kind of stuff." This
0: would seem to be like not. This is not the first time you've done this for someone, or. You, right now, you have like several talks going on to do this stuff with people. Right now, this is becoming a thing for you. It, it kind of is, um, which is fun.
1: I, man, I like websites. I like, uh, well, I like the creative side of building websites. Um, everybody needs a website, every business, rather. Um, as I alluded to earlier, people are becoming more and more of their own personal brands. So I think, man. Websites are more applicable to anyone and everyone than they ever have been. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm mm. I'm uh, really happy to help this guy out for no charge. Sometimes I'll charge a consulting fee and whatnot, but this guy, dude, he just wants to make things work. He wants to get his uh, life pointed in the right direction, and I think he's onto something by yeah. Uh, he made the effort to reach out. And I'm just happy to help.
0: Well, it's cool to know that uh, you you lingered in his mind for two and a half years, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a that's
0: a, that's a that's good feeling. Yeah.
1: So good. I like yeah. that. That's a long version of what I'm going to do today.
0: What are you going to do for the rest of the day? Um. God, you just said that. Well, I know I have to go look at wedding venues with the lady. Um. Which Sorry, you cut out there. I I just have to go. I have to go look at wedding venues with the lady. Oh, yeah. We we have decided. uh, I think we we, we toured a very expensive place and quickly decided that um, maybe we just find a prairie with a nice tree and get a couple kegs of beer and that would be enough for us. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Instead of paying for the whole whole charade, just kind of make it a a fun thing. I. I really only started paying attention to weddings this summer, knowing that, uh, you know, we have to go through it next year. And it, it's become very apparent that the weddings that I've gone to, even just this year, and paid attention to, the things that I've enjoyed most about them have just been having a few beers, meeting people, talking. And that's, yeah. that's really all all you remember. I think yeah, dude, we're, exactly. we're both in that mentality of it's about us but really we're only going to have a good time if everybody else is having a good time so let's keep it casual and. so I think that's where we're at we're, we, maybe like a formal kind of a formal ceremony short formal ceremony and then just um, you know things like our, our, our moms both love baking and my, my mom makes eh, mwah, tremendous pie <laughs> Tremendous apple and cherry pie. Uh, so, so just having our moms like bake some of the desserts and you know simple catering. Yeah. A lot of beer. That's all you need, man. A little sweet berry wine. Yeah, yeah, and just and make it about everybody that was kind enough to come and join us, and keeping it small and, and to the point where we can talk to everybody throughout the night. E- even like not necessarily having a DJ. Just having a Spotify playlist and and some sort of setup where we have some Bluetooth speakers connected and like an iPad where people can go type in songs and kind of make like a queue of stuff. And and we have a microphone where I I, I, I haven't thought through it all, but but very informal and like more about what happens after the wedding than the actual wedding,
1: you know? Right, less popularity contests, more making memories. Yeah,
0: and I re- I really want to spend the money. I really want to pay for people's lodging. So, ah, really, I, I, I would much rather like spend money on that. You know, if, if you if you're nice enough to to make the trip, because it's probably not gonna be in or near where we live, right? It's gonna be an hour or two away. Sure, uh, and we have you know our families are several hours away, and if if they're nice enough to to come down then you know we had we had to pay for that show them a good time so that's where i'm at that that's number i guess that's the big thing that I, you know i have to go to target after yeah, this to cool. pick some things up um and i'm already what do you think about kiosks at target the self checkout boy uh, i don't think i've experienced them yet
1: the self checkout i don't even i don't think i've seen the self checkout at target i've seen boy. the ones at walmart I well, go there you, like yeah. once every six months. That place sucks. Oh,
0: God, it does. How do you, how do you feel about them, though? Do you use them?
1: Um, it depends on how many items I have. Yeah. If I'm going to Target, I will never have uh, more than uh, two or three items. I don't
0: go there to grocery shop or anything exactly. like that. Um, exactly. So I, I think I would use them. This, this is the trick because, yeah, I, I feel the same, and I use them. here But here... So here's the part that I'm already like fretting over is that the cashiers at my local Target are—they move so slowly. They are stuck in in some sort of rip in time. Like they mm. they swipe an item and they just sit there for a moment and their eyes get big. Yeah. And they they look as if they're lost in a memory, like they're five again and. They're really smelling grandpa's cologne for the first time. (laughs) And then beep and they're back to it. One more item. And then they're they're lost in time again. It's always faster to use the self checkout. I I swear, every every time I've had to like fill up a cart at Target or something and go through go through that line, those cashiers intentionally move so slowly that They're just trying to lose their jobs. Well, they, robots. I think they want to encourage people to go over to to the self-check. I think that's exactly what it is, and I don't like it. I don't, I don't like that these. Uh, I think the micro-interactions that you have at the store are very important. They're sort of a, a glue Dude, for society. Inc- yeah,
1: they're incredibly important. It's that's yeah. that's the uh, that's the one reason why uh, some job like that would remain a human job and not become a robot job. Right is it, the it, the one-on-one interaction, the human-to-human interaction.
0: Yeah, I think about that, and I think about like ordering on ordering food on iPads at restaurants. Right. Yuck. It, but it's the like, thing is ne- next we're not going to have manners, and then and yeah. then what? And then what, Skylar?
1: Well, I think where are we? I think it's I think the rule of thumb is that every new innovation is like. Uh, we become closer and closer to becoming robots ourselves, <laughs> like becoming sort of—I mean, the same idea as an alien with—or uh, uh, you know, the way that you think about an alien that I do anyway—only, uh, only efficiency. Yeah. Don't worry about having hair. Don't worry about having feelings or emotions. Uh, <laughs> or other. Just worry feelings. about
0: efficiency. Well, right. Yeah. So, th- and I think this is uh, maybe uh, sort of a. A condition of us growing up alongside technology is like it doesn't really foster you to be more social like when i'm in a store this this was especially true like I, just within the last couple of years i've realized that efficiency is not the key and that like the folks who just slow down a little bit and are are, are like having those conversations like that's that's a that's that's the basis of everything, man. And if we're all just like going through self checkouts and not saying please and thank you and not even uh, able to make eye contact, what's the point? Yep. What's the? Couldn't point? agree more, man. Anyway, so I have to go to Target today. That's that's on my list. Oh, that's all. That's all super boring. No one wants to hear about that. I I have some positive news to end this with, if if you'd like to hear about it a wren Please. a wren has moved into my birdhouse no way the yeah the birdhouse that i you know this the the, the thing that i No I've vacancy built to, no vacancy yeah it's the, the the symptom of being in my late 20s the comfortable weight of suburban life wrens man little flying thumbs and, and they're they're in and out all the flying day. thumbs just they're, they're tiny have you seen a wren yeah they're pretty they're, tiny aren't they? they're they're t- they're thumbs man they're just flying thumbs, and they uh i I think that place has to be like much bigger on the inside than it is on the outside because they're just they are carrying stuff in there all day, man,
1: I am glad to hear that they're making that house a home,
0: but what I really want to ask you is uh say you're searching for a house, you're ready to buy a house, you tour the inside and you're into it, right it's a decent house. Um, but maybe there's a couple other that others that you are considering. But then you step into the backyard, and there is a tailored bird. There is an organic, artisanally crafted birdhouse that is okay. not. It's not mere decor. It actually supports a bird family. And somehow it shows the value of the neighborhood. And may I say that there was, um, you know, I did not have a meet with these. Uh, Wrens. There was nothing under the table about them coming into my birdhouse. There was no seed, no bread out there, no piles of uh, dead earthworms. They came under their own agency. This is them moving into my yard just because it's so nice back here. It's great. People tell me it's great. They say, Robert, <laughs> you built a great birdhouse. And these are very powerful people that tell me it's great. <laughs> And wildlife thrives in my backyard. So you see that... There's something to that. Well, well so think about that. You, you're, you're balancing like three houses in your mind that you like. But only this one has a birdhouse. Only this one has Disney creatures willingly coming into the backyard. Again, no bird feeder. Just, just a good atmosphere. You're not feeding them. You're just,
1: they're just bird friends that live right next door. That's
0: right. That's right. And They don't
1: they, bother you. They uh, sing to you every now and again. Uh, they seem to not it make is re- a mess. It's reinforcing uh, just the idea that that's just a nice place to be.